T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler, and if my eyes don't deceive me, that is a weird-looking Tim Shea. It's Toby Altizer. Toby. What's going on? Hey. Yeah, I look nothing like Tim Shea, so. No, you guys are like opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> uh, Look-wise. I haven't seen Toby. I've seen Toby one time, I think, since the NBA Finals. And by the NBA Finals, I mean when the Bucks won. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. How you, uh, how you doing? Not too bad. A little tired this morning, but not too bad overall. Because you've been doing the afternoon show a bunch, uh, and then you what? Were you just you're just flat out off, huh? Yeah, took a vacation. I was considering putting on my bio because right now my bio says executive producer of the Bart Winkler show, which basically just means I answer the phones yeah. and talk to you every now and then. Yep. I was considering putting everything but the executive producer oh. of the Bart Winkler show. Well, you're here with me this week. And then is that... I think afternoon's you, next week. You're leaving me again? Yeah. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I'm happy to have you when you're here. So one day this week, out of the next three, we'll have to get that second Wendy's. Ooh, okay, all right. I said you only need to get me one. I did I did say you only need to get me one. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Our bet was for two. If you won by two, you won by two. Well, but then the Wendy's you got me, you supersized the uh, wedges. Yeah, that was more so a me thing. <laughs> I just had to do it for you two because oh. that would have been kind of not nice. Okay, yeah, Toby got me Wendy's. That was last week. Are you going to let me order my own food this time, or are you going to order for me again? Uh, I'll let you order your own food this time. <laughs> I want the same thing. That, that you So then I'll just it. order for you. Yeah, just order for me. So did you have a good trip? Do you have any highlights? Were you the one that set a fire to RFK Stadium last night, or what? <laughs> what the hell's going on out there? No, I didn't set anything on fire out in D.C. Uh, went to a Nats game. That was good. Got some good seafood. I was telling you before the show... I, you always see Horvat complaining 
about no Italian beef in D.C. or Portillo's or anything out here. I miss good steamed spice shrimp, some Old Bay seasoning, some blue crabs, Mm. all that stuff. So you can have all your Portillo's and stuff, Horvath. I'll take the seafood out here. If we can make a trade on some of that stuff, that'd be nice. Well, I'm kind of, like, offended because Portillo's ain't even a Wisconsin thing. It's Illinois seeping its way up here. Yeah. And I know he's all sad about that. You you miss your seafood. What would I miss? I would obviously miss, uh, well, Wendy's are all over the place. I would miss um, cheese, endless gobs of cheese, string cheese, cheese curds, cheese bricks of cheese. I think I, but everyone's got cheese. Brats? Would I miss brats? Yes. I think I would you miss would brats. miss brats. Okay, I'd miss brats. I'm going to have a brat today. I am going to go to the game. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Brewer game as media, so I will be in a working capacity. The last three day games, I've also said I was going to go to the game, and the last three day games at home, because I normally go to day home games. I can. Uh, my kids in daycare those days, and why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I go? If I'm going to do a little work, how, why not, like, hashtag office for the day at American Family Field? Problem is, the last three times I said I was going to go, I just go home and I take a nap. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I... So I'm not going to take a nap today. I really need a nap today. That's the problem. But then I, I emailed the Brewers last night, their uh, media guys, and I said put me down on the parking list. So I'm f- I I like committed to it. Yeah, so now you got to go. Now I got to go even though by what? 8:30 I'm going to be like zoned out and tired. I mean, and by 8:30 I might mean like 6:07. It's not as if there's not places in that press box that you couldn't lay down. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's I guess uh, I could find some places that I am fam to sleep. I could definitely do that. I'm just, you know, I require a nap and uh I'm tired, but I'll probably go to bed early tonight for those of you keeping score since, you know, the game's in the day. and Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to stay up early for or stay up late for, sorry. No, I could get I could get hooked in the summer league. Everybody's freaking out about Chet Holmgren's game last night for the yeah, Thunder. congratulations. So, you know, the, the, Th- the Thunder summer league team is basically their team. Bucks' first summer league game is Friday. We will talk Bucks summer league today. Oh boy! Uh, we are going to talk about their roster. They made a couple of moves again, and uh, you know the Bucks right now. I think the the main concern for a lot of you is they are very old. This is a very old ball club, which is a talented ball club, but they are very old, and so there's some concerns there. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Big Ten and them poaching USC and UCLA, and some of the ripple effects after that, as the other conferences are still scrambling. So. Definitely a lot to get into and talk about today. And, of course, you could chime in, tweet us, 1250 AM, The Fan. You can also call 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. We'll start with the Brewers. They lose to the Cubs last night. Uh, Brewers took game one of this series, and then things were looking pretty good right away for the Brewers. Rowdy Telez with another home run. So the stat that they kept talking about last night was that's 10 straight hits now that he's got that have been extra base hits. So basically he's either cranking doubles or home runs. Telez has been a beast at the plate, uh, a beast with that bat lately. 
and he hit his 17th home run of the season. Brewers go up 2-0. Jason Alexander was pitching well enough, and then things got away from him and the Brewers in the 5th and 6th innings. He leaves. Brent Suter gives up a couple of runs, but it gets tagged on Alexander. So Alexander's night last night, 5 and a third, 6 earns, 7 runs plated, and he struck out a couple. Alexander back in the starting rotation for now as he was in the bullpen for a couple of nights, but then the injury to Adrian Hauser. Brewers needed another starter, so they went back to Alexander, who is on this team as like a Band-Aid. Yeah. But they still need that Band-Aid. So I, I don't know if he thought, I don't know if the Brewers thought when he came up right away that they would still have him on this team a month later, but Jason Alexander is still getting to start every five days. Yeah, I've kind of decided that if I'm going to go to a Brewers game and I'm picking out a starter I want to go see, yes, Corbin Burns is awesome. I'd rather watch him on TV because I get to actually see his artistry. I'm going to go watch Jason Alexander because there's going to be plenty of action. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's rude. No, even even when he has a good outing where he limits the runs, there's still... Seven, eight hits given up. He's going to walk two or three. I mean, he, he's you're going to get a lot of action when he's on the mound. No, you're right. Uh, he does put a lot of guys on base. He, in his starts, in his starts, has allowed seven, 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 eight, six, eight hits. Yeah, so you're going to get a lot of action when he's on the mound. So if you want to go to a game and you're like, I don't want to watch just a two-to-one ball game, which it seems like a lot of Brewers games can end up being when the Brewers pitching actually pitches well. Jason Alexander's your dude. He's going to give you a lot of action. Other teams going to put the ball in play. Even if they're not getting hits off of him, he's not striking people out. So he's you're going to get a lot of plays made on the diamond that maybe you wouldn't usually get to see, especially if you go watch one of the elite starters for the Brewers. Corbin Burns isn't going to give up eight hits. Hopefully he doesn't do that today to the Cubs. He's not going to give up loads and loads of base runners. So you get the more exciting in person. Go watch Jason Alexander. All right, so Alexander, for the amount of guys that he puts on base, his ERA still only sits at 4.75, which before this start it was 3.82. I mean, Alexander puts a ton of guys on base, and he still has an ERA for the most part, in the threes and then in the uh, in the fours. Even with the first couple of starts, his ERA, his ERA was still two four two through four starts. It's been very interesting because he will put guys on base. Toby's right; there will be a lot of action on the base paths, but he does a good job getting out of those innings. And the ERA is a little bit, you know, it's it's limited. Now, as far as the uh, the ERA, it's you know, it's in the fours, and that's I, I would say that's average below average, four seven five now. His WHIP is insane. So WHIP is basically how many hits and uh, base runners you allow, hits, walks, how many guys you put on base. So here's the uh, description for how good a WHIP is. His WHIP is one point seven one, and Corbin Burns's WHIP, for contrast, is. 0.916. Uh, it's like a whole base runner less. So the whip chart, if you have a whip under one, that's elite. You're elite. You are Randy Johnson, you're Pedro Martinez, you're Greg Maddox, you're Jacob DeGrom, all in there. You're Corbin Burns. If you have a whip under one, 
you're allowing less than one person on the bases in an inning. That's pretty good. If your whip is 1 to 1.2, you're very good. If your whip is 1.2 to 1.4, you're average. If your whip is 1.4 to 1.5, that's not very good. Uh, The description is you don't have what it takes to be in the big leagues for long. (laughs) If the whip is 1.5, gas can is the first thing that comes to mind. Given the opportunity, always bet against the guy who has a whip of 1.5 or above. This is a hurler who constantly allows runners to reach base. That is a losing proposition. This is from a website, predictum.com. You probably won't see too many whips above 1.5 in the MLB. Many of these guys get sent down to the minors or end up out of the game completely. So Jason Alexander is hanging on because, well, out of necessity, really. And yesterday's start, they kept talking about it uh, on Brewers Live afterwards. They're not, the start didn't look as bad, but the stats tell another story. So the stats didn't look terrible, but, uh, yeah, he's putting a lot of guys on base, and you're right. You are going to see a lot of guys on. You're going to see a lot of guys getting walked. You're going to see a lot of guys getting hit. You're just going to see a lot of, of action, and that's normally going to lead to a lot of runs. And you saw a lot of runs last night with Jason Alexander and the Brewers as the Brewers fall 8-3. to three. Again, it was a game where it looked like they had the opportunity to win and they could have already won the series, but then things kind of erupted a little bit. I want to bring uh, – I'm going to bring up whips on other guys on the team. Uh, let's see. Hater's whip is 0.788. I mean, that's incredible. Anything under one is elite, and Hater is, is really good. I told you Corbin's 0.9. Boxberger is 1.0. Williams is 1.0. Uh, let's see. Woodruff is 1.1. Hobie Milner is 1.1. Lauer's 1.1. Freddie's 1.1. Even Brent Suter, who has struggled, is 1.2. Adrian Hauser, who's been really bad, is 1.4. And then Alexander is 1.7. That's got to be one of the highest in the league for a guy that's pitching consistently. Yeah, right now he doesn't qualify uh, for the leaders, but if he did, he would be at the top of the list. Right now the highest among qualified players is Patrick Corbin at 1.67. Wow. And he blows. Uh, old friend Jordan Lyles is in the, just outside the top five with a one four one. But we're still looking in the one fours. Yeah, he's a one. He's got a whip of one seven. It's brutal. So yeah, I guess I, I mean stack Cubs if if Alexander pitches again, or stack Pirates or whoever. If you're playing some of these lineups or, or betting, he just puts a ton of guys on base, and it's almost by design a little bit. It's like he wants the guys on base so then he can get them out via the double play. And the problem is the problem is. Well, there's many problems, but one of the problems is when Alexander pitches, for some reason, the defense gets bad. They make more mistakes. Yeah, because every ball is put in play. Yeah, there's more errors. Yeah, there's just more chances to screw up, and they do. Brewers with a couple of errors last night, and then there's always a bunch of plays that don't get scored as errors, but uh, they're, they're scored as hits, even though the fielder could have done a little bit better. 
and and maybe gotten the out, but still gets credit for the hit the batter does. So yeah, Alexander, you put him on the mound last night. You're probably not going to win that game. Although he started off fine, but then things erupted for him. Brent Suter comes in, works very quickly. But again, Brent Suter is a guy who is not having a great season. His ERA sits at 4-3. He's basically been in there just to eat innings. You know, last year he had a really nice role where he would come in in these close games, and for whatever reason, when Suter was in, then when the batters were up, they would they would score. You know, he, he got, what did he have, 12 wins or something last year? It was ridiculous. But Suter is not near that right now. And then you had Mike Brasso. Uh, Brasso, I keep getting it wrong. You had Mike pitch and uh he well he looked fine he's throwing 74 miles an hour but i mean that's a position player pitching in a six-run game they threw a position player out now that's the minimum for when you can throw out the position player but the brewers in the ninth inning basically punted they knew they weren't going to have i mean let's be honest are the brewers ever coming back from a six-run deficit even if it were a first inning thing no do you like when position players pitch as the novelty worn off um, I don't mind it. it. It's not like, it's usually cool when it's someone, like you know, Pujols. Like, yeah, Yadier Molina, Albert Pujols, one of those guys that doesn't, are you getting excited about Mike Brasso pitching? Like, who cares? No, I think for me, the novelty's worn off. And also, I feel like it's, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like it's cheating. It's not cheating. I don't want to say integrity of the game either. It just feels like if you're going to throw a position player out there, just, just go home. Just forfeit. Just end the game. It's like, it's not cool anymore. Sometimes it used to be, oh my God, look at this. It it's just depends Aaron upon Perez. What, what guys, well, and is the guy going to play into it? Aaron Perez, I was at one of the games and he's mimicking everyone's wind up and that's fun. You know, you have that or Brett Phillips for the Rays when he'll get on the mound and he does crazy things. Like that's fun and it's entertaining. But if you're just going to get up there and pitch, that's kind of boring. Well, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say, inte- I'm close to saying integrity of the game. Because I'm not an integrity of the, the game game's guy. over. I like, I advocate for steroids. I advocate <laughs> for pretty much everything close to cheating, you know, strategy. I'll, I'll bend over to call every form of cheating strategy, including PEDs. But then when a position player pitches, I'm like, that's that's what disgusts me. Oh, that is the the integrity of the game. <laughs> that is disgusting. I don't know. I don't I don't have a problem with it. I sometimes it's fun. Most of the time it's whatever. I think it just reconfirms to me that I'm still watching a game that I shouldn't be. Like this game's over. What are you doing? Yeah. That might be what what it does for me. So the Brewers lose uh, again. Roddy Telez with a home run, couple of hits for Jace Peterson, and that was uh, about it last night. Cubs with eleven hits, eight runs. Brewers with five hits, two errors, and three runs. So the Brewers fall to the Cubs, and they'll have the rubber match today. It is Corbin Burns on the mound against uh, some dude whose name they said like seven times last night, and then I completely forgot. And I think it's like Adrian Adrian Samson. Samson. I was going to say that. Nice. Yes. Is that it? It is. Adrian Samson. Okay. Uh, Then the Brewers are off on Thursday. And let me be the first to tell you that next week or on Friday, the game is not on Valley Sports. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Let me be the first to tell you. 
It's on Apple TV Plus. The game on Friday, if you want to watch it, you have to have Apple TV Plus. Well, I might have to go to this game because I am not watching it on Apple TV Plus. All right, so let me answer a few questions. You don't need an Apple TV to watch the game. You just need the app, Apple TV Plus, and you can watch these games right now for free. So you will need to sign up, I believe, with an email or whatever, but you do not need to pay to watch the game. You can watch it for free. Just wait to watch it on the most childish broadcast you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Apple TV Plus. I haven't really watched a lot of games on uh, there. I've watched a couple, and they are not great. I know they kind of get flirty with each other. Yeah, and... n- nothing you love more than, you know, baseball is like, hey, let's grow the game, so let's make sure there's blackouts, let's make sure games are on everything but just easy to watch television. You know, everything you want to make the game grow. See, some would argue this helps the game grow because not everyone has Valley Sports Wisconsin. So all you got to do is download this app and you can watch the game. Yeah, that's awesome. Tell me one person that's going out to download Apple TV Plus to watch Brewers Pirates that wouldn't watch it on Valley Sports Wisconsin (laughs) if they could. Uh, Apple TV Plus. And I believe next week, I don't have this confirmed, but the announcers were talking about how they're only doing one Twins game next week. Uh, The Brewers have a two-game series in Minnesota. Tuesday nights on Bally, so then I think Wednesday Wednesday could be a YouTube game. Ugh. So we're going to have Apple TV Plus for sure on Friday. I'm thinking that it's a YouTube game on Wednesday, and then neither of those games would be on Bally. Gross. Yeah. So a YouTube game is possible, but Apple TV for sure on uh, on Friday. No games on Peacock this year to throw a third app at you. Thank you. The Brewers do not have any games on uh, Peacock. Have you watched some of those? Yeah, I turned on the game this weekend, uh, Royals-Tigers. There was no announcer. Yeah. That That was dumb. I saw that they were trying. Peacock is doing the early games, right, on Sundays? Yeah. What time does that start? Uh, this week I think started at 11, some started at 10.30. I kind of like early morning stuff. Well, I guess that's not early morning, but late morning, early, before noon. Oh, I wish they started at like 9. I'm up. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish they started at like 9 o'clock, man. That's an, I, like, I'm, I'm jacked for this Packer game in in a few months, and they play in London at 8.30 in the morning. Oh, 8.30 in the morning, watch a Packer game? Watch a Packer game and then watch football the rest of the day? You kidding me? You better hope the Packers win, though. Oh, I'll be in a bad mood all day. Yeah, if the Packers lose that game, especially because they're playing the Giants. Yeah, that would be that would be bad. I do have football on the mind right now. We're trying to get together. We have a fantasy football draft we're trying to do, and we always do it around Labor Day. And this year it's really hard to get everybody together. Twelve guys my age. So there's kids involved, there's work involved, and any excuse, you know, the guys are telling me, I I say, hey, here's all the dates, because your boy's the commissioner. I say, here's all the dates. What can you not do? Oh, we're out of state with a trip. Okay. Oh, we got this going on that day. Okay. You know, it doesn't matter. Life's busy. We can always do an online draft if need be. It's not the end of the world. One of my friends is like, oh, I got another draft that day. I said, no, you don't, sir. Not anymore, you don't. I, I said this this league. This is our nineteenth year of this That's league. Impressive. With, yeah, with my high school buddies. That's impressive. This is my nineteenth year. You do not have another. I, like I'm pissed. I'm really mad. Yeah, I'd be pretty mad too. I mean, this is 
you got to have some that have priority. And if one's been running for 19 years, that's got to be at the top of the list. Now, even though they probably set their, because I'm, you know, I'm late to the party and trying to set a date here. I understand that. But are you late to the party, though? It's July. Dude, everyone's booked. Everyone's booked. And then half of my league is in another league with uh, other people, and they always reserve it a year in advance, which I, I don't do. I can't get that done. So I always have to skirt around that league, which is fine. There's one other league that have I, I'm okay with that. It's this other guy that's in this other league. It's like screw you, man. No, because that that league's been like a 20 year league too. So that's fine. But this other guy, oh, I got another draft. Well, no, you don't, man. Do two at once. I'm always I, I got to do two drafts at once. I've had to do that multiple times in my in my day. It's not as hard as people think it is. It's you really can do two not. drafts at once. It's really not. And we're not doing an auction. It's just just click on a button. It's really easy. So I'm trying to get in fantasy football mode already. I always say that this is going to be the year I do extensive research, etc. and then uh I don't know what is going on. And then you one. can't remember past the third pick. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, last yeah, uh last year I did fall asleep during the draft. <laughs> Uh, I did do that. Well, we were golfing all day and drinking and stuff like that. Where'd you finish last year? I made the playoffs. I think I made the playoffs. I think I had uh, semifinals, maybe. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. For falling asleep in the middle of a draft. Uh, I just pulled up the top guys for fantasy just because we're on the subject. Jonathan Taylor is going one right now already. Yep, yep, yep. McCaffrey. Although he's going to get hurt. That's what you think. McCaffrey's so interesting because he can win you a league single-handedly or you could take him with a top-five pick and you never play. Austin Eckler. Yeah. But there's, like, other guys they give the ball to. Derrick Henry's four. I wouldn't go with that. You drafting Devontae Adams? He's at 13. I don't think um, I am. I kind of think he's going to be overrated. I don't know that I'd want him as my number one receiver. You're not going to get him as a number two, but I don't. I think he's going to be good, but for where he's getting drafted, probably not. Here, I'll just run through him. Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler, Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup is top five. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Leonard Fournette rounds up the top ten. Oof. Then Kelsey, Mixon, Devontae, Javante Williams, and Denver. And then Stephon Diggs. Uh, Aaron Jones is at 21. I would like Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon's probably a good value. A.J. Dillon, I thought, was going in, like, uh, the sixth round. I thought he was going a little higher than – yeah, he's at 61. So that's pretty good. So I don't know. I You know, it's never too early to start thinking about it. I would want, I think Aaron Jones is going to have a monster year, like monster year. I'm hoping so. I wonder if the Packers take a little bit of his leash off. You know, they've kind of limited his touches. I think that's partially so that you can have him healthy at the end of the season. Maybe they, you know, get, keep him on that same sort of leash at the beginning of the year, but you get down towards the nitty-gritty, especially if things are tightening up in the NFC. I could see them maybe giving him a few more touches than what they generally do going forward because they're going to need him to be an ultimate weapon like you've kind of talked about, maybe using him in a – Debo type role, however they're going to decide to use him, but he's going to be their most dynamic playmaker. Well, I think he'll be their number one receiver. 
Like, I think he'll be their number one target. Uh, Alan Lazard, that could be, he's 120, right behind Russell Gage, Kadarius Toney, and Deshaun Watson. So if you got a choice to, between Watson and Lazard, I think I'm going to take Lazard. Yeah. I don't think Watson. Lazard should actually play football this year. I don't think Watson's playing. Christian Watson is at 157, right behind Matt Gay, who is a kicker, and Damian Pierce, who I've never heard of. He's a rookie out of Florida. Went to the Texans, right? Yes. Oh, okay. I know I know Florida a little bit. Yeah, another one to be interesting would be like Dubs. You could probably get him last pick of the draft. Romeo Dubs? Yeah. I mean, uh, here's the thing. If you're taking a Packers wide receiver, I don't know who the number one guy's going to be. Don't act like you do either. Is it going to be Lazard? Maybe. Is it going to be Watson? Maybe. Dubs? Maybe. Cobb? Maybe. Watkins? Maybe. Romeo Dubs? This can't be right. Here, I got to find you. I'm going to tell you all the Packers and just where they're at. I'm just going to do that for you real quick. Uh, Aaron Jones is 21. Dylan's 61. Rodgers is 102. Uh, Lazard's 120. Tunyon's 151. Watson's 157. And then Dubs is out of the top 200, maybe? It's got to be. All right. Uh, Dubs is like 150 if you're looking at Dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty rankings? Anybody? Do you play Dynasty? I'm in uh, one Dynasty. I'm in two. Yeah. I don't have him in either. Well, we haven't done our rookie draft yet, actually, which I don't know why. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us, 1250 AM the fan. A little fantasy football corner for you. We could we could get more into fantasy football later this week. Uh, I'm glad you're back. I got so <laughs> I just I feel like I feel like in the past, you know, because All-Star Break's coming up in yeah. like July. I feel like in the past you had to pretend like there's a lot going on. There's not a lot going on. No. So we have the opportunity to branch out and do other things. Sure. I mean, we just went from talking about the Milwaukee Brewers to looking at where the Packers are ranked in fantasy football. Well, wait till you wait Lots till to you, talk about. Wait till you guys uh, see what we have planned next hour. This is a year ago today, game one of the NBA Finals. Oh. So throughout the month, we're going to revisit those games. Yeah, that's a fun idea. I like that. So what I'm going to do is, and what I did is, uh, I found, I, I'm pulling the audio of like our first initial, like right away at six, and what we had to say right away, you know, because that's normally when we've got everything on our brain. So I'm just kind of, we're going to revisit where our mind was at. That'll be fun to hear after game two. Yeah, when uh, the parade chairs yeah, came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to, you know, re- reminisce a little bit. So, you know, we got something. Because this time last year, that's why last year was so great. I wasn't excited that the Bucks were going to win an NBA championship. <laughs> I was excited for content in July. Yeah, you were excited that that thing was rolling all the <laughs> way up to football season almost. I was, I was really excited. Now, this year, we still, I mean, content, I shouldn't, I, sh- I shouldn't scoff at the lack of content. We've got Summer League coming up on Friday night against the uh, Nets. So if you... Don't get Apple TV downloaded for the Brewers Pirates. You can go to NBA TV and watch Bucks Nets. Yeah, and I think I'd rather do that. 
on Friday night. Or, of course, you can do what I will be doing, and that will be watching Friday Night SmackDown, as I do on Fridays on Fox. I'll pass on that. 414-799-1250. We're back. We'll hear from Craig Council talk more about this Brewers loss. Look ahead to today's game as they try to take the series from the Cubs. A 110 first pitch between Adrian Sampson and Corbin Burns. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is from uh, Corey Sentison a couple of months ago regarding Scrub-A-Dub. You can sign up at scrubadub.biz for the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. As low as $13 a month. This song, uh, the original by Metallica, has been rocketing up the charts. Whatever charts you look at for music. As it was featured in Stranger Things. In the uh, in the finale, you watch Stranger Things? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. You do not? I don't. No. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Check I, it out. I can't get into sci-fi stuff. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it is definitely sci-fi. It's definitely sci-fi. It's good. Uh, I don't know. We really liked it, and that song was used in it. And this Kate Bush song, "Running Up That Hill." Are you familiar with that? No, I mean, I've heard some of the songs from Stranger Things, but... So, uh, Kate Bush was an artist in the 80s. Not to date yourself. Not not to date myself. <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> He's out on a golf course somewhere. <laughs> not, to date, not to date myself. Um, but Kate Bush had this song from the 80s, and then 
it got really popular, well, because Stranger Things is set in the 80s. And one of the characters, it was influential in one of the characters' storylines. And so the song is like re-emerging on uh, charts, running up that hill. Mm-hmm. Now, Placebo covered this, and it was used in the fourth season of The O.C., so that's where I know it from. Yeah, I've heard this about a billion times on TikTok. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's where I know half the songs from. Yes. Yes. TikTok is... Yeah. Everyone does the same thing. Uh, but the reason that I played this is, for whatever reason, my wife was listening to it when my kid was going to bed. And so now, this is only a week old. But every night this week... Before he goes to bed, he says, play my song, and he does an interpretive dance to it. So, it's really weird. It's, nice. cute. it's cute. So, we have to play Running Up That Hill, and he runs around the living room, and he throws his arms up, and then he does, like, like jazz hands or, like, snap fingers. Well, it's... the real question is, like, where did he learn the dance moves from? You? <laughs> I, I, the dancers are... Uh, I I think he must have seen someone have a seizure one time because that's what it looks like. He's all all over the place. I actually was worried for him the first time I saw it. But uh, so we're doing that. That's what's happening in the Winkler home these days. Uh, Why did I bring up Stranger Things? Oh, scrub it up. Scrub it up. Scrub club. Hard to say. Easy to use. Wash your car every day if you desire. Scrub it up. That biz. Brewers lose last night. Eight to three. Uh, I can tell by all of your reaction this morning that you guys are all pretty torn up. Are about you in the it. Dunn Club? Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Normally, normally, nobody cares. I know. Are, are you guys tired of isn't it breaking down every beer game every day? Isn't it hilarious how in June everyone was freaking out? Like, oh my goodness, it's Brewers team, and now it's the beginning of July, and the Brewers lose a game, and it's like, eh, who cares? It's July. <laughs> I know. Well, because they've got their. Why is that? I was gonna say because they've got a nice cushion in the NL Central. They're up three. Yeah, I, I don't know why it is. Because like we we were dive diving deep into every single game in June. Every single loss the Brewers would have, someone else would join the. This Brewers team is terrible. They're never going anywhere. They lose a game in July, and everyone's like, eh, whatever. It's it's July. Who cares? We do have some comments on uh, Twitter. BJ says, the fact that Alexander continues to get starts, is that an indictment of Ethan Small? Shouldn't Small be the logical plug and play replacement? Yeah, I'm wondering why. I mean, you would think so, but at the same point, too, I don't – when you're dealing with some of the top prospects, generally you kind of just go on the timeline for them when they're ready. If – you deem Small's not ready. You're not going to rush him because you have an absolute need right now. So I don't know that I'd say it's an indictment on Small, but, I mean, you'd like to see him in the bigs for sure. Uh, let's see. There's some tweets about needing to make trades. We get those every day. Uh, and then Jeff says, remember when Colton Wong was good at baseball? Ooh. Yeah. It's... For a team that is built on run prevention, it has not been as good – as you would have hoped. So, I I mean, you look at the Brewers' defense, it's been pretty poor. You looked at the Brewers' starting pitching as a whole, 
in general. And if we're being honest, it hasn't been as good, and a lot of that's been due to injury. And so where the Brewers sit right now atop the NL Central, you almost have to be pretty happy with that. Uh, let's hear from Craig Council. You want to hear from Craig Council, see what he had to say? Yeah, what's Craig got to say? <laughs> what's, what's Craig got to say? Uh, I have not listened to Craig yet, so I don't know how riveting this is going to be. Uh, if I'm bored with it, this is the rule. If I get bored with it, then we'll stop. Cause then, But it's only like a minute. So here's Craig Council last night, and we'll interject if we need to. No, I mean, they, uh, I mean he, you know, it, it, we didn't play good enough defense to kind of keep some runs off the bro- board early. Um, and then, um, you know, we. So Craig's fidgeting with the microphones, what's happening. You know, he, that microphone's in front of him, and he's touching it. He's also asked a question about Jason Alexander, and he's doing whatever he can to not say that he's bad. Here, I'll, I'll start it over. No, I mean, they, uh, I mean, he, you know, it, it, we didn't play good enough defense to kind of keep some runs off the bro- board early. Um, and then, um, you know, we, we sent him out there for the sixth, and, you know, unfortunately that inning just, just fell apart a little bit on us. Um you know, and then, you know, we needed length from tonight. We were, we were short bullpen wise tonight. And, um, so we, uh, you know, we just didn't, we couldn't get out of the six, unfortunately. So, I mean, if you're a pitcher with the Brewers or a player, you got to like that you're, Oh, sorry. My bad. You got, you got to like, you got to like that. You're, uh, <laughs> you got, you got to like, that was a nice break from the usual Craig council. Uh, so it said you got, <laughs> yeah, that's the new thing. Ah, uh, let's see. Well, you know, that's nice. He doesn't want to say that the guy is no good. Craig, uh, Jason Alexander, can you just admit that he's not like, you don't have to say he's bad. Can you just admit that he's not that good? Um, I think the thing with. Him. Craig, would this Jason Alexander make a better George Costanza or a Major League Baseball pitcher? Well, <laughs> he's got to have good acting behind him. <laughs> Craig. Uh, let's see. You want to hear more from Craig? Don't touch the microphone. Was that a main reason for sending him back out there in the sixth inning? Was that... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, there's, you know, you got to play all these scenarios. I mean, I, but, um, you know, we gave a broken bat hit to start it. And then, um, yeah, and they got, they got a couple base hits. But, you know, there's, you know, he had done a nice job. We, we didn't, like I said, the first five innings, it's kind of just gave the home run. Right, well, honestly, what's going on here? I got to see the video of this. What's going on? Is he touching the microphone? Because if he's still touching the microphone, you guys hear that? I play Craig Council, and there's a microphone. Did he, like, bring a baby up there? I'm going to go check out the video of this real quick uh, because this is infuriating. I just wonder why. All right, Craig is talking. I hear, I see him talking. You know, we'd, we'd send him out there for the sixth, and... No, he's not touching the microphone. Know, and um... Someone else is fidgeting with something. All right. Good operation you got down there. You have a broken bat hit to start it, and then um, yeah, and they got they got a couple base hits, but you know there's you know he had done a nice job. We we didn't like I said the first five innings. It's kind of just gave the home run to Suzuki. Otherwise, 
you know, that could have been, that, that could have been it for the run scored. Um, but you know, when you need length, you need length. And then, and that's, that's part of it. Wasn't Suzuki a guy that was targeted by a bunch of different teams? Yeah, a lot of them, and he chose the Cubs. Yeah, why? I have no idea. The Cubs, I did a uh, a hit on the score this week. Did you know they're our sister station? Six, oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah, I did a okay. hit uh, before the series started. And they said, what do you, what do you guys think of the Cubs? Like, what, What's the Brewers' perspective of the Cubs? And I said, well, I can speak for me. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, like they had a World Series team, and they had that core, and then they, you know, they traded some of those pieces away. Schwarber and Baez and Rizzo and Bryant, they all go elsewhere. But it didn't seem like they were trying to rebuild right away or, like, reload. It seemed like they were starting from scratch, scratch. Like, all these guys, some of these guys that you see, you're not going to see these guys when they're good again. You know, it's like when uh, the Brewers in 2015 were going through a rebuild or whatever, I called Jonathan VR patient zero of the rebuild. I said, that's the first guy that's going to stick. And you look at some of those lineups from 15, and, I mean, they're terrible. But Jonathan VR didn't make it. He didn't make the rebuild. None of, none of those guys did. So when the Cubs are good, like when are the Cubs going to be good again? When are the Cubs going to compete for a title again? They're not going to have Jan Gomes. They're not going to have Revis. They're not going to have Wisdom. They're not going to have Nico Horner. They're not going to have these guys. They're going to go through new iterations and they'll keep acquiring new guys, but they like went totally from scratch. And then you got the Seiya Suzuki who comes from overseas and he picks the Cubs. Why? They're bad. Well, and that's why I agreed with Horvat. He was talking about this Cubs team a while back, I think before the baseball season, saying, what's wrong with me wanting to keep some of the guys? Like, you couldn't pay Chris Bryant. You couldn't pay Anthony Rizzo. You're right. I mean, are any of these guys sticking around to play? And it's not like the prospects that you got for trading Bryant or Rizzo or any of the other guys are that spectacular that you're excited about it. I mean... I don't know the direction they're going. I look at my team in Washington. I don't know what direction they're headed either. They're probably. You think the Cubs are going to trade Wilson Contreras this year? I mean, what are they planning on doing? Because that's why I don't like the idea all the time of trading all these guys for prospects. At times, like that's awesome. But what happens if these prospects don't pan out and you're just stuck in? mediocrity for decades and decades. I guess it feels like the Cubs are acting like the World Series Marlins champions, where you put it all in, you spend a bunch of money, you win, and then you go back to ground zero or, you know, to the... Well, I I think it's funny that the Cubs and some other teams at times operate like they're small market too. Yeah, they have money though. That's why they shouldn't do what the Marlins did. They have money. Exactly. They They act more Milwaukee than the Brewers. Exactly. It doesn't make sense, so that's what we talked about. Uh, on the, I just don't get it. Now the Cubs beat us. It's not like they can't. They're incapable of beating the. You're Brewers. gonna win baseball games. I mean, that's just the nature of the sport. But when you look at that team, you're right. How many of those guys are a part of a championship roster? And even some of those prospects that you're seeing every day out there, a Patrick Wisdom. I think he's like 29. Yeah. 
Frank Schwindel. Let's get excited about him. He's like 30. Yeah, this is like a placeholder team before the rebuild actually starts. It's very weird. I don't get it. Here's more from Craig. You don't have the best view from the dugout of East-West, but were you surprised Suzuki could keep that ball fair? Um, I'm, I'm not sure where the pitch was. Yeah. 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 Offensively, had the air taken out of the balloon a little bit there. You three straight walks to lead off the inning, and then Wick comes in, and you get the line out, the double play ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we didn't do enough offensively either, really. So it's, you know, we... You know, we got two runs, scored two in the first, and, um, you know, just two hits after that. So, I mean, a little rally in the seventh, but, you know, not, obviously didn't, didn't materialize. That was the sixth inning where the Brewers put the bases loaded, no outs, and then didn't do anything with it. They obviously hit into a double play, as they're prone to do in those situations. They really have to stop doing that. Oh, well, they like it. I, I cannot stand constantly hitting into double plays. It's just giving away outs. If the bases are loaded and no outs, you got to find whatever sports book is going to allow you to say the Brewers will hit into a double play that inning. It's ridiculous the fact that you can get the bases loaded with no outs and come away with nothing. You know, bum me out late in the game. I think it was the Cubs' seventh run, eighth run. It was late in the game. It was the last inning they scored. But they had two outs, and they had a guy on first and third. And if you ever have a guy on first and third, you steal. It's like you have to, you you mm-hmm. steal. You steal. You use the guy on first to steal second because then it baits a throw, and then the guy from third can go home. And the Cubs ex- executed that last night, and it bummed me out because you got to be ready for that. The guy Just let the guy take second at that point. Yeah, a lot of times they do just let the guy take second. Because you're going to throw to second, and then if you don't get him, and the guy just held up. If you don't get them, they're going to score at the plate, and then they scored at the plate. Not that that run was consequential, but it's just like, come on, guys. Well, and that's the kind of stuff you don't see the Brewers ever do. Right. If you got first and third, you always steal second. You would think, now, too. depending on – right, but that's that's usually a good time to You would think, too, though, with the Brewers team that understands that runs are at a premium for their offense, but also you don't need a whole lot of runs generally with the pitching staff that you do stuff like that. That's why the small ball stuff that we talked about last week is, I think, relevant, too, is the Brewers don't need to score seven, eight runs to win ball games. They only need to score a few. Right now, the pitching is struggling, but if they're all healthy and everything is going according to the plan, you don't have to score 10 runs to win ball games. but it seems like they're unwilling at times to do stuff like that when other ball clubs, even the lowly Cubs, are doing stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's a great play. And it got us. Uh, here's the rest from Council. Could Brasso coming in to pitch these innings? How, I mean, how useful are those just to cover it and not have to go another? Well, I mean, I think like look when when you when you send a position player in and you send Mike in there, I you know we just we're trying to get three outs. Want Mike to get out of there healthy, um, and you know we're, we've got our eye towards tomorrow's game, um, and he's he's done a nice job of. He just he's throwing strikes, and that's that's what you want. Um, you're hoping they hit it at somebody, or somebody makes a nice plays. And when we did that, and he got us out of it, so it it makes. And then it just cut off there. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know why. Who was in last night, Tim? I have no idea. <laughs> that that's the file that was saved. So I just played it and just cut off. And so I don't. I, were there more questions? I don't know. Did we have a computer error? 
I don't know. He was talking about Mike Brasso pitching. I, I needed to hear the end of that answer. And and we never Well, will. yeah, you needed to hear it because you're so anti-position <laughs> players pitching. No, I don't know what it is. I don't like it. <laughs> it is funny that you're like, yes, take steroids, whatever. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> you put the you put that position player on the mound. That crosses the line. It does to me. It does. It's, it's the integrity of the game. Well, part of the thing too with baseball, it's 162 <laughs> games. That's why you put the position player on the mound. I don't. I don't. I feel. I don't know why. I, it's, it's like the easy way out. So how come the Pirates guy on Friday? The Pirates guy on Friday night, Derek Shelton, made some guy sit out there for 56 pitches in oh an inning. Oh, my. He's trying to get his arm thrown out. Why? See, I almost think you should do that rather than... No. No, you should not. Your pitchers have to be out there. No. Why do you need to use a pitcher when you're going to lose the baseball game anyways? I feel like... Um, I, think what I, I think why I don't like it is that if you're the other team and you put up a bunch of runs... So the Cubs last night put up a bunch of runs on the Brewers, and part of these series is you want to get into their bullpen, right? You want to get into their bullpen so that so stop scoring runs then. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you want to get into their bullpen. Like you the, want a five-run lead, not six. The Cubs want to get into the Brewers' bullpen so that we have less options to use in the next game of the series. And I feel like the Brewers or whoever uses position players, you are losing, and I feel like it's the easy way out. I feel like, no, you gave up a bunch of runs. You don't get to hit the eject button here and use a position player. You got to use one of the arms. They deserved it. They, that, I think, I think I'm, I'm working through this thought. I know for some reason I'm not – I don't like when position players pitch, and I don't know why, and it is uh, maybe hypocritical considering all the other things that I – Thinking baseball should be allowed. I I don't understand how you can dislike position players pitching. I, I don't like it. I just I just don't. I don't know. Sometimes it's fun. Generally, it's not as fun as you'd expect it to be. But I don't have a problem with it. I'm not trying to like have a hot take or, you know, rile people up today. I'm just Bart. Do you like when position players pitch? I do not. Oh, see, I don't care. Well, why don't you like it? I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm working through it. When's okay? Christian Yelich going to take the mound? Oh, God. How many injuries would he have if he did? Jeez. I'm dancing now. No one can see me, but it's pretty good. Yeah. This is just what he does. He just bounces with his hips and puts his arms in the air. Oh, then he'll close his eyes and spin. Oh, Toby. We got the tee out on Saturday. Yeah? In the backyard, yeah. Any good? Yeah, he's got a good, he's got a good little swing. I'm stunned. I don't know where he got it from, but 414-799-1250. A year ago today, the Bucks lost a game. And we're gonna celebrate it coming up. We 
really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.